Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's November 17th, 1970, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by... Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Stephanie Kahn was a glamour model whose acting credits include Confessions of a Sex Maniac, Can You Keep It Up for a Week, and The Benny Hill Show. So as you can imagine, getting her kit off for a photo printed today in history in 1970 was just another day at the office. But what made this raunchy yet oddly coy shot of a semi-nude Kahn in a field special is that she was becoming the first ever Sun Page 3 girl. Yes, this was the first of a more or less continuous five-decade run for this feature. But at the time, it wasn't called Page 3. I mean, obviously it was on Page 3, but they were calling the feature The Birthday Suit Girl. The caption under her topless photo read, The Sun, like most of its readers, likes pretty girls. And if they're as pretty as today's birthday suit girl, 20-year-old Stephanie Rahn of Munich, yes, there was a typo in her name, who cares if they're dressed or not? <laughs> yeah, this was about a year after Rupert Murdoch had taken over The Sun, and he already was the owner of the, quite frankly, sex-obsessed news of the world. But what he had added to his stable in The Sun newspaper was an ailing highbrow broadsheet that he had pretty much bought under the promise that he was going to maintain its uh, left-wing credentials. But, you know, immediately he turned it to a tabloid, he changed it to be much more like the news of the world, and it was definitely filled with much more sort of sex and scandal, the likes of which really hadn't been seen in daily newspapers until this moment. The initial idea was that the Page three girls are supposed to be girl next door types. The editor at the time, Larry Lamb, was very conscious that they were skating on the border of what was acceptable in a family newspaper. So the models were supposed to be wholesome looking girls with sunny smiles rather than sexy scowls. And they would use airbrush if need be to create those sunny mm. smiles. I mean, not so different, actually, to when we were talking about the first edition of Playboy and Hugh Hefner's goals mm. with that. Obviously, Playboy was slightly more explicit and slightly more below the belt, if you like, in terms of its marketing. But still, there's this sense of, and bear in mind, we're still in the sexual revolution. I mean, he mm. bought the paper in 1969. Just like Hefner did, Murdoch put articles in the sun about sex, you know, sex problems in the kind of predecessors to Dear Deirdre, um, articles about how to achieve an orgasm in your partner, etc., which gave it this sheen of... We're just modern. Yes. We're just part of the sexual revolution. And think about the wording of that. The sun, like most of its readers, likes pretty girls. Like The insinuation is, if you don't like this, if you're affronted by this, what's wrong with you? Yeah, within a year of the, introducing the Page 3 girl, the sun circulation had almost doubled to 2.5 million. And one principle that did carry on was that the Page 3 girls should be 
Clean and bright and wholesome and land successor Bernard Shrimsley kept to this principle, once scrawling on a mock-up page three image, nipples too fantastic, make nipples less fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's about disruption, isn't it? It's about disruption of the market. No one else is doing this. I mean, eventually the Daily Star did come along and do exactly this. Or even actually in the mail. They'd have pictures of, of, of lingerie girls, but it had to be pegged to a news story. There had to be a reason. You know, they'd come up with a, you know, a stupid story. You know, Samantha from Manchester is disgusted because she can't go and bathe in this swimming pool dressed like this, you know? Whereas Murdoch was just like, no, we're going to use a naked image of a young girl because it's fun. It's nothing to do with the news. We're not going to pretend it's anything to do with the news. He always saw the sun as radical. He, he didn't see it necessarily as moving it rightwards to turn it into a conservative-supporting newspaper. He saw it as, vote for Thatcher because she's a disruptor, and I'm a disruptor too. Totally. And there was another funny link to Thatcher, which is that uh, Nipples Too Fantastic editor Shrimsley <laughs> once told reporters that his readers had a breast fixation because they were the first generation to be bottle-fed. And he added, half seriously, <laughs> that some readers had voted for Margaret Thatcher in the 1980s out of gratitude, presumably for helping them overcome their breast fixation because, of course, it was Thatcher who was education minister in the 1970s. 70s had abolished the practice of giving free bottled milk to every school uh, kid in the country. It is interesting, though, that it was very much about boobs. Yeah. Uh, I, I read an article in the FT about this. I was sort of astonished to see this phrase in the Financial Times. Quote, press commentators even speculated that if the sun felt threatened by its imitators, Mr. Murdoch might even play the pubic ace. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... That would have seemed off-putting to female readers, wouldn't it? In a way that for most female readers of The Sun in the 1970s, boobs didn't. Like They apparently ran the pictures by female reporters on the paper as well and would say, is this too much? Does this look too smutty? Or does this look wholesome to you? By the time you got to the 80s, uh, the new editor, Kelvin McKenzie, sort of directed the team that he wanted page three to become raunchy again. There was this new uh, kid on the block, which was the Daily Star, and the Star had the ability to print pictures of its, uh, inverted commas, starbirds in colour. And so it was sort of on the cusp of kind of breaking into the dominance of the sun as Britain's number one newspaper. But Mackenzie then hit back with his secret weapon, and that secret weapon was Samantha Fox. She first appeared in 1983 at the age of 16, which wasn't illegal at the time. I mean, it wasn't illegal at the time, but it just... It was gross at the time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But she went on to be this huge star, but in a way that in itself was problematic. You know, some sources claim that she was the third most photographed British woman of the 80s after Margaret Thatcher and Princess Diana. I mean, for me, like growing up in a sun-reading household, the worst part was the caption. Mm, So initially, page three would be accompanied by a line of cheeky double entendre, you know. Uh, This was later changed to listing the name, age and town of the model, reflecting that period where, you know, glamour models could become household names. In 2003, this was replaced with, in my opinion, in the absolute worst part of page three, news mm. in briefs, where the pic would be accompanied by a speech bubble containing a supposed quote from the model on a news topic of the day. I remember feeling really uncomfortable about it at the time, but not really being able to understand why. Obviously, as an adult, I can understand that the joke was that a topless model could have an informed mm. opinion yeah. on a serious topic. It actually got worse over time because as the years went on, within the editorial staff, they understood that that being the joke 
was a bit of a, you know, it was, it was a bit uncomfortable. So what they tried to do was make it ironic by making the quote more and more comically intellectual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made the language incredibly erudite. So they were trying to make the joke mm. more than being, oh, a sexy woman has an opinion. But it ended up just punching twice, being like, oh, it's a joke because she wouldn't know those long words either. They really tried to make it acceptable, but they just yeah. made it worse. That's a really interesting point about punching twice as well, because that's the other thing. Like the joke sort of works if page three does become leverage for a career. You know, and there had been mm. these big stars, like you said, in the 90s even. You had Melinda Messenger, uh, Katie Price, Jordan, as she was then. But I saw an interview that she did on Loose Women a couple of years ago where she she said that in those early days, her take-home fee, this is Jordan, her take-home fee was £30 right. for page three. She said mm. you'd get paid 90 but after you handed over your agency fees and travel costs, you'd walk away with 30 So it's that thing of their schoolgirls... <laughs> They've got their boobs out on this hugely popular newspaper that's selling their image to boost its circulation that's then taking the piss out of them for having an opinion Mm. and is paying them £30. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's probably all of that together that led to the feature's ultimate decline. In August 2013, it was the Irish Sun that led first and they uh, stopped featuring topless models on page three. But the main newspaper in Britain uh, did this sort of stop-start thing where they they were at first reported to have followed suit in 2015 uh, with the addition of the 16th of January that supposedly uh, was the last to carry such photographs. But then there was this rowback where the, where the Sun was like, ha-ha, gotcha and we're going to have more boobs and put the boobs back. But I guess at this stage, newspapers being in fairly terminal decline, it didn't do anything for them. They just quietly, subsequently retired the feature altogether. Well, I think they needed the argument explained to them of why is the representation of womanhood so high up in the newspaper because it's typically male politicians on the front page. Why is the first woman that you see there with no clothes on and that's the reason she's there? And what Mm. does that say about women? They needed that explained to them because actually... A lot of people just thought, well, it's not immoral. I, li- I do like looking at pretty naked girls. And it doesn't, it's a thing. It's just the same as their cartoon or it's the same as their crossword. It's a thing that I like looking at whilst I'm eating my bacon and eggs. And it doesn't mean <laughs> that I think anything about women. And I think even Murdoch himself, actually, possibly delayed the decision on whether to axe this. He could see that popular opinion had turned against it. But because he's this disruptor, mm. I think there was a sense of, well, I'm not going to axe it in a fervour of anti-sun sentiment because Mm. that looks weak. If you do want to see a woman's breasts, though, and you have no way to connect to the internet, <laughs> the Sunday Sport is the only remaining oh, British yes. tabloid still publishing page three topless models. Is that right? Can you not even in the Daily Star anymore? No, it's all online. I mean, to be fair, if you're already online, you, there are other places. There are know. other places. <laughs> Interestingly, page3.com, which was the Sun's bid in 2015 to get the page three readers online, now redirects to the Sun's articles about Katie Price. So they're still exploiting Jordan without paying her. Wow. (laughs) And so another week of retrospecting ends. But next week begins a day early at Club Retrospectors. Join us now to get an exclusive episode every Sunday. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.